minutes, 9 o'clock. Jim and Cake today. Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network, 1011 FM. 1340 AM here in the Valley, 102.1 along Highway 50. And online all the time, get the mobile app. You can hear all of our radio stations. Stream us from our website at theteam1340.com. Don't forget, you can still, even though you missed last night's game, Buffalo beating New England, you can still get your picks in for Pile Pigskin Pick'em, powered by Kistner Motors. Weekly prizes, for example... Our winners last two weeks, Doug Shawcroft got a $25 gift card to Del Taco. Cody Peacock, a 12-pack of Bud Light and four NFL glasses from Central Distributing and Bud Light. Of course, the big prizes. We're giving away two $500 gift cards to Play It Again Sports in the Valley Plaza and that big green egg smoker and grill from Fruita Co-op Country. So get your picks in. Go to theteam1340.com. Click on the Pile Pigskin Pick'em link. And you must be 21 or older to do that, by the way. All right. So, got a few for you this morning. Let's see. I'm just kind of digging through some of the text. Let's see. We did, of course, have the winner earlier for Where in the World's Tyler Franson. If yep. you missed it, State Farm Stadium in Phoenix for that one. Uh, let's see. Dustin, last night was the first of 10 days, the best American sport ever. The National Finals Rodeo is back. Jim, tune in. You might do one night and watch some of these amazing rodeo competitors. I grew up around that a little bit, Dustin. Can't say I was ever a big rodeo guy. We had neighbors had horses. My sister-in-law has horses. Road horses. Guys that do rodeo stuff, I know Mark Johnson, our good friend, the voice of the Buffaloes, does some uh, rodeo PAing. I know Mark's competed, I believe, in some roping events previously. So I've never tried it. People, the people that do rodeo are, are, are tough as nails. Certainly have to be very athletic, good horsemen and women. Right. And um, you know, I have total respect for what they do. The people that compete in the national finals rodeo have had lots of great cowboys, cowgirls from around this part of the country competing at that that level and um you know pro- probably pop it on for a little bit probably will i won't I'll never say never because it's um certainly one of those particularly if you ever if you haven't gone to a rodeo it's kind of like watching hockey if you can go in person much different you have a much greater appreciation of it it's like you know kind of my i'm not gonna say guilty pleasure because i'm not guilty about it motocross and supercross yeah Cool to watch on TV, but to watch what they do in person is it makes it even more impressive. And and same with with rodeo, the whether it's you know the, the roping events, steer wrestling, you name it. It's uh, they're tremendous athletes. So thank you, Dustin. I appreciate you sending that in today. Um, let's see. I think we're pretty much caught up on the majority of our texts today. So uh, Jim sent one in. I didn't quite exactly get. One eight seven seven goals now. Oh, you don't know? No, I'm. So when yeah, J, I'm, when JT Comfer scores a goal, you know how Connor McGahee has the cute little nicknames for every every Avs player right, that scores. And, and Comfer's a former Michigan Wolverine, which that's why Jim's got an affinity for him. Well, so you have JT Comfer. You also have JG Wentworth. Oh, okay. So yeah, I. So I, whenever I, JT Comfer scores, it's. Call JT Comfer okay. eight seven seven goals now. I hadn't caught I hadn't caught Connor using that yet. Oh man, it's a classic. 
It's right up there with all hail kale. I probably, I probably, rem- you know, Mac I Attack heard it, is back. But I, it, but from him, like, I just don't remember that call from Connor. Well, thank you. It's a classic. Well, it's a Friday morning. I know. I, I know. Two basketball games last night. Jeez, man. I know. You were here running them. I, so I, I was. That was why. <laughs> that was why the intro to this hour was a little rough because it's okay. I because I had it in my head right. So we're gonna get to four down territory, and I was like, all right, I gotta hit the music for that. No, not yet. Not yet. That turned into oh, I gotta hit the return, which then turned into you and me competing for, for the intros to the show, which, uh, oops. It's okay. Yeah, between between that and all the cold medicine I'm pumping my body full of, it's it's a wonder I'm even like you know awake to be honest. And and thank you for being here last night running the games. Appreciate thank you. That. Yes, and and Joe as well last night for doing that. All right, let's let's we will go ahead and do it now. We will go ahead. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. It's t- well, we didn't get to it last hour. Time for four down territory. We are into four down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right. Usually do this eight o'clock hour, but a little behind today. That's all right. Start things out with last night's game. The Patriots taking on the Bills. Okay. Mac Jones losing his mind last night. Oh boy. He appeared to be yelling that the Patriots should throw the bleeping ball. And he also appeared to say the short game sucked. Reference to the short passing game. And Jones said after the defeat, they just wanted to go for bigger pass plays. Can you blame him? Mac Jones, 22 of 36, 195 a touchdown in the game. And some little frustration because Matt Patricia is now the guy running the offense. Well, he's not really the offensive coordinator because we don't use ti- we don't use titles here at the Patriots. But there are apparently some issues from what they had with Josh McDaniels running the offense mm-hmm. as opposed to what Matt Patricia is doing now. All right, second down. Well, Tom Herman's out of the mix for the Buffaloes. Oh, shame. Because he's been hired as a new head coach at Florida Atlantic. And uh, Lane Kiffin, who I've warmed to Kiffin over the years. Yeah. Kiffin took to Twitter on Thursday with a message for for Tom Pee Wee Herman. The Ole Miss coach shared the infamous hype video he made when he was first hired at FAU in 2017. Kiffin joked that he wanted to set the bar low for Herman and offered to lend Herman his house and his boat. So we can get this to go here. This is the uh, the infamous Lane Kiffin, Florida Atlantic University hype video that he did. See if it'll play. See if it'll do it. Let's see. Will it? Hey, Owl Nation. This is Coach Kiffin. What an exciting time. Next week is National Signing Day. As we sign some of the best players in America, we need some of the best fans in America. So please join us next week for this exciting season. Come watch the Owls. Have a great year and a championship run, starting with you. Go Owls! Wow. Good God. Could you? Could you <laughs> was could that a hype be? video or an ambient commercial? <laughs> Jeez. Was he doing something for Headspace? Right. Like. Please come out and watch the Owls this season. 
Yeah, FAU Owls and stick around for the yoga session. I, I'm, I'm thinking the Tom Herman's hype video is probably going to be a little more fired up. Listen, Lately, they, Kiffin looked like he looked like he was it, it was like he was being held hostage and he was filming a hostage video. Right. And then FAU had kidnapped him and forced him to coach their football team. And he was doing doing this, this video. Otherwise, they were going to kill him and his family. All right, coach, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put you in front of a green screen. And you're going to say these words. And if you don't, bad things will happen. But you have to say it in the least energized way possible. You know, Lane, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that maybe some bad things might happen. It'd be a real shame. uh, A real shame. You know, it seemed like you got a nice family. It's a nice nice boat you got out there parked at the dock. Be a shame shame if suddenly it went kabloom. Same shame if it went capsized. All right. Third down. I know they're an Armac rival. We've been talking about how bad the state of not just collegiate football, but all football has been in the state of Colorado. But you know what? God bless you, Colorado School of Mines. You're in the quarterfinals for the D2 championship bracket. Got semis last year. They got to the semis last year. Angelo State was the team, I believe, that knocked them out last year. They're in a grudge match against them this weekend. So you know what? Darn it. I want you, Colorado School of Mines, to win the whole thing. All right? Go or diggers, I think. Representing the Armac. You know, it's like when CSU Pueblo won the national championship. I mean, I I don't like Pueblo, but I was thrilled for the Armac to get a national champion. And, you know, my mom works for Colorado School of Mines now, so I guess I have to. Oh, 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 okay. Now the truth comes out. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. On fourth down, free agent center Matt Paradis has been cleared to play after ACL reconstruction possible reunion with the Broncos or would that just be shuffling deck chairs in the Titanic? Uh, center play's been so-so. I, why not? Why not? Can't be any worse. Cannot be any worse. Alright, that is four down territory. We'll have our picks coming up with PD in just a little bit. We had Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. He's going to fill in as our NBC Grand Rando this week and he already made his picks, so we'll have those coming up. Colorado Mesa basketball. The Maverick men off to a great start. They're 5-1. and one. Of course, they got to the Sweet 16 last year, the NCAA Division II basketball tournament, and looking to make a return trip, if not deeper, for Mike DeGeorge and the Mavericks. Well, a tough one tonight as they open up RMAC play at home against Colorado School of Mines and uh, former CSU Ram Adam Thistlewood. But for the Mavericks, they're talented. Even, even without Ethan Menzies, their big man out once again with the uh, re-injured his knee. Trevor Baskin's been outstanding for the Mavericks. And Blaze 3 just gets better and better. Blaze currently second behind Trevor Baskin in scoring this season. He's the Mavericks assist leader as well. And we had the chance to catch up with Blaze 3 earlier this week. Getting his thoughts about how his game has evolved. And also the Mavericks getting ready to open up Armac play this weekend. Maverick guard Blaze 3. Blaze, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. Likewise, I have to make a confession. I was calling your game with Simon Frazier the other night. Late in the game, you were eight for eight from the foul line, and I did. And, I, and I'm sitting there going, "Plays three, it's perfect from the foul line tonight." I go, "Man, I hope he, may, I hope he makes these because he's going to look for me after the game if I if he misses one of these." Like, thanks a lot, radio guy, yeah. for mentioning <laughs> eight for eight in the game. Fortunately. You're an excellent foul shooter. You delivered. You went ten for ten of that game, and you guys get the win against Simon Frazier. But boy, that, in that game, you uh, along with um, Trevor Baskin, the job you guys did at the foul line—that was uh, a phenomenal job to close that game out against Simon Frazier. 
yeah, I mean, uh, this season so far, we haven't really been um, the best free throw shooting team. I know uh, our coach during our film shows us our percentages, and we're not where we want to be exactly. So going, I'm pretty sure we were 23 for 26 that game. 90-plus percent really was what like gave us the edge to get that win for sure. And one of the things that Coach George mentioned when we talked to him was the stat that came out a year or so ago uh, about drawing fouls, and you drew 10 fouls in that game. So you essentially ended up with like a triple-double in that game when it comes to that stat. Uh, what's been yeah. the key to your success of being able to get to the foul line and drawing fouls and, and having success doing that? Um, I mean, well, personally, I know uh, when I'm aggressive, it makes our team more at our best when I'm the most aggressive. So I kind of came into Saturday's game with the mentality to really be aggressive and apply pressure the whole entire game, not just throughout spurts like I usually do. I tried to I tried to keep it up the entire game, and I think that's what led to me being able to draw fouls. And I know in, our, in order for us to be successful this season, I have to be aggressive all the time, not just sometimes as our assistant coach always says to me. So just being aggressive and kind of keeping the same mentality throughout the game is what led to my success and our team's success for sure. Maverick point guard, Blaze 3 with us, averaging 15.7 points per game, 7.2 rebounds, got 21 assists in the season. Uh, for the Mavericks are now 5-1 and one to start out this year. And I know that I think early on in your career when you have Coach DeGeorge on, you know, he, he always talked about your athleticism, your ability to score the basketball, but it was just taking you a little bit of time from a, a, a floor general standpoint to read a defense, make the right decisions. Take us through that process because that's been an area that uh, you've grown exponentially. You've uh, developed into a guy that does a really nice job reading defenses and attacking their weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, when I first came in as a freshman, the game just seemed, I think, really fast to me, and I didn't really know how to slow down once I got in the paint and beat my first defender, not really reading that backside help or the rotating person. So just kind of getting experience in the program and realizing that people are going to rotate because I'm how elite I am off the dribble and how quick my first step is. I'm usually worried about who's guarding in the second line, not really the first line, because I know I can really beat anybody off the dribble. So kind of just learning to slow down in there and make a – they call it – our team calls it a red zone read instead of getting the blue zone and getting a little too deep where I get myself in trouble. So just tr- trying to, like, make good red zone reads every time I get in the paint and not force it is kind of led to my experience and success of beating people and kind of being able to score that basketball when we need it for sure. We're talking with Maverick Redshirt sophomore guard Blaze Threat with us today on the Team Sports Network. And if people see your last name and they think, okay, wasn't there a guy that played in the NBA with that last name? That'd be your dad, Sedale Threat, who uh, yeah. you know who's now a, a trainer, uh, had a, a nice career in the NBA, but also played uh, uh, European professional basketball as well. And I know that you spent some time with him, Blaze, in Australia during the offseason, working out and being down there. Kind of take us through what that was like to be in a foreign country where basketball is extremely popular and really talented players coming out of uh, out of that part of the world, but being down there with your dad, what, what was that experience like for you to be with your dad, a, a former NBA guy? I mean, it was it was really eye opening. I mean, I got to go across the world, sixteen hour flight, and see not just a whole different culture of basketball, but see a whole different culture of people and the way they act. And I mean, they drive on the other side of the road in Australia, so just everything was new to me. So kind of just going over there and get getting to play with the pro guys and seeing like the different pace they play with and how they play basketball a little different than we do in the States. It kind of helped me advance my game a little more coming into this season and seeing the game a little bit differently and learning about how important pace is and how important coming off screens a different way. And my dad teaches me all types of ball screen coverages and just 
things to look at during the season because the defenses obviously have switched on me this year. It's been a little more double off screens and the screen coverages are different than they were last year. So kind of just getting ready for, ready for that this summer and going through all the progressions. My dad really helped me kind of be ready to come in this season and know exactly what to do and when to do it. We're talking with yeah. Maverick, Maverick guard Blaze 3 to Richard Sophomore for the Mavericks, second team All-Armac last season, helped to get the Mavericks to their uh, first uh, Sweet 16 uh, for the first time in program history. And something that uh, I talked with Coach George about and also Kyle Boucher, your assistant coach, about this, that the mentality of this team, and I think we saw that a little bit with the Simon Frazier game, Blaze, where there might have been a point here a couple of years ago where a young basketball team would have you know seen a 15-point lead, go to a six-point lead, and go, oh, geez, what what do we do now? And and, and looking in the huddle for answers, they don't, they don't see that now. They saw a very determined basketball team. It's like, guys, don't worry. We've got this. And, and you guys did that on, on Saturday, the way you finished that game out. There just seems to be a real... A you know, real strong mental toughness about this basketball team. Yeah, I mean, when we went into halftime, a coach repeatedly told us the game is not over. We were, I think, we kind of relaxed coming out of the second half, which kind of let them go on a run, and they switched to their defense on us. So we had to come out and go, just being experienced and knowing that basketball is all about a game of runs. We kind of knew that okay, they're going to make a run. They're trying to get a win. They, it's a big game for them because we always say everyone, everyone that plays us is their Super Bowl. So just knowing they were going to make a run and having to withstand that initial punch and kind of just keep our composure and staying consistent throughout is what helps us win in games that we know are going to be a battle like this weekend. We know mine's coming in and we know that Metro coming in. They're going to be two really, really physical games and they're going to make runs. We're going to make runs. Just, I guess, obviously try to make more points than them is the obviously goal, but defense wins us games. So just being solid on both ends is what's going to help us this weekend for sure. CMU guard Blaze 3 with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, as I mentioned, made it to the, the Sweet 16 for the first time in program history. And, and as you kind of referenced, I mean, you guys have a have a target on your back. There's no doubt about it. Uh, when, when it comes to the RMAC, and your, your, your ball club is no surprise to anybody anymore and how good you guys are. I get the sense you guys kind of enjoy that. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're, we know that teams coming in want to beat us, especially – uh, last weekend in Texas, we played um, a team. I don't. I think Kingsville was the name. We beat them last year in the tournament, and we knew going into their place at, in home, they were going to come out with a bunch of energy, and they really wanted to beat us. We knocked them out of the tournament last year, so I know that we have a target on our back. And coming to our MAC play, I think everyone saw the rankings. We were ranked second behind Black Hill State. So just knowing everyone wants to knock us down and come at us is going to definitely help our team because everyone has to come with the right mindset every night in order for us to be successful. So just knowing that kind of elevates my game and elevates our team's game for sure. CMU guard Blaze 3 with us today on the Team Sports Network. And so, Blaze, I've got to ask you about this because Coach DeGeorge, I, I asked him earlier, I said, give me a question I need to ask Blaze when we have him on. He said, ask him about practicing with his shirt off. <laughs> And I said, I don't know if I want to do that because I don't want I don't want Blaze to come over here, the radio station, challenge me to some kind of pose off or something like that, right? You know, because you're going to kick yeah. my butt in that department, dude. Uh, you spent a lot of time in the in the gym. There's no doubt. It, it's it's easy to understand how you finish so strongly at the rim because uh, you you definitely spent some time in the Maverick weight room. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but but answer this whole thing about practicing with your shirt off, like my colleague and I were talking about earlier. 
look, if we were jacked like you, wouldn't I even would, own one. I wouldn't even have a jersey. <laughs> I just say put the put the paint the number on my back or whatever because yep. nobody wants. Look, this is a, this is a greatness that cannot be covered up. Should not be should not be spoiled. You know. So it, take us through this whole thing about practicing your shirt off because Coach George says you get a little bit of grief about that from uh, from the guys on the team. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's funny. It kind of started last year. I went through this big weight loss journey coming from my freshman to sophomore year, just realized I need to make changes to be the best version of myself. And I think right coming in last year, I, didn't, I don't think for the first two months I wore a shirt once I lost all that weight, got some, got some abs, was working hard in the gym, and now I just try to be consistent. I don't think it's as excessive as it was last year, but I definitely – and most definitely the guy with his shirt off the most of the time on our team. I can say that for sure. So you're, you're saying that maybe this has been a little overhyped for this season, that it's not like you yeah. walk out of the locker room shirt off like, hello, everybody, Blazes arrived. Uh, I mean, you know? I mean, I still I still do that. Like, I still, <laughs> I still do go in the locker room, no shirt. I do work out with no shirt. I still do that every time I work out just to kind of remind myself. It's kind of an internal thing to remind myself where I came from. And just kind of give myself motivation as I'm working out to try to get better and get better and get better. But it is definitely a, a thing that everyone does talk about for sure, especially yeah. the coaching staff. You used it as a leadership <laughs> thing. Like if I can do it, you can do it. See, type there, thing, right? that's the way. Exactly. You're, <laughs> you're leading by example, Sean. See, look, I got I had my freshman 15. I had to, I had to, you know, I had to get that off of me. I had to shed that. Look, look at the transformation here. Look what you can do too. You could almost yeah. maybe start the Blaze Three workout system or something like that. You could maybe start your own, uh, you know, NIL stuff. Maybe you could, you know, maybe back some kind of uh, workout program or something like that. I mean, that would that'd be ideal. People do come to me to ask me what I did and how I do work out, but I try to keep that a secret just to give myself an edge. But I definitely could do a workout program if I really wanted to. <laughs> Blaze three, Jody Estate from the Maverick basketball team. One, one final one, Blaze. Um, of course, you mentioned your your dad that played in the NBA. Is he your favorite yeah. player of all time, the guy you model yourself after, or is it somebody else? Are you going to get into trouble answering that question? Um, I mean, he's my dad definitely. I did tell him I was doing it, so he knows I'm going to talk about this, but he's most definitely not my favorite player, and that's because of how cocky he is about himself and how he always tells me I'll never be as good as he was, kind of in a joking way. So we kind of have like a friendly rivalry. My favorite player right now, Obviously, LeBron's my favorite player of all time. My favorite player to watch right now, his name is Rod Strickland. And a lot of people don't know who Rod Strickland is. He's a he's an ex-NBA player. He played for the Wizards. And my dad played against him. And my dad said he was the best player he's played against. And Rod Strickland wasn't really like a, a big scoring guy. He was just a really solid point guard. And that's kind of who I want to model my game after. All right, and you can watch that guy play tonight and tomorrow. Plays three and the Mavericks take on Cover School of Mines tonight. Metro State tomorrow. Women's pregame both nights at 5.15. The men right around 7.30 for tip-off on the Team CMU Sports Network, and it's brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. So uh, And and look. The, and he will have his jersey on, by the way. He will, so. but here's the deal. Blaze, the, the Blaze 3 fitness journey, I got to get in on that because I got my 10-year reunion next year, <laughs> and uh, they said summer of next year, so don't quite know, but I got I got like maybe five, six months well, hopefully close to like seven, seven or eight months. To, you know. here, here it is. It's the blaze. The it's blaze. The blaze. Setting your body on fire. Let's do it. I'm all in. There we go. You're welcome, blaze.
He's going to, I can come up with something better. Thanks, radio guy. I can come up with something better. I don't know. It's pretty good, though. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And up next, we'll have our uh, football picks with uh, the Pope. Petey Pope will be joining us. And uh, we'll also have uh, Rob Ames, Delta basketball coach, uh, joining us at 940 this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Nine twenty-six, Jim and Cake today. The Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, Western Slope Hog forty-third annual toy run. We had uh, from Ellen here yesterday with us, and or was it? No, it was Wednesday. Excuse me. He was in here, and uh, with the the Grand the uh, Western Slope chapter of Grand Junction of the Hogs, and it's the uh, toy run for the Salvation Army. That is tomorrow, by the way. Registration nine to 11.30 at Grand Junction Harley-Davidson out on Horizon Drive. And uh, so th- that's when you register, and then they'll have the after party, 12.30 to 3 o'clock. Please bring a new unwrapped toy. doesn't matter what your ride. can be Motocuzzi, can be a Triumph, can be a Harley, can be a Honda. Can be whatever anything. you got. BMW, whatever. Uh, you're welcome to ride tomorrow. So uh, make sure you get out there and do that to uh, support uh, the efforts of... Uh, giving kids here in the Grand Valley toys for Christmas through the Salvation Army. All right, uh, it's time for our fearless football picks. And joining us right now is Eminence. It's the Pope. Good morning, Petey. How are you? Gentlemen, how are you? It's nice. I've got Friday off, and I am just going to kick it, watch some Westerns. But I had to go to a 7.15 a.m. meeting at a high school. What a day start the day off, man. That stinks. It's not good. Seven seven fifteen meeting. What's what's up with that? Safety, man. It's all about safety. Got to make sure these kids are safe, man. But but look, why not? Like, why not eight fifteen? Why not nine fifteen? Is it seven? Does it have to be so early? Are the kids in that much jeopardy at seven fifteen that that has to be the case? We had the meeting before school started so oh, that we can okay. get our ducks in a row. Okay, That's why. okay. I just I just think that just seems like a little early if you ask me, but. That's why. That's, right. that's, that's why right. I don't it have. Good. That's why it's I don't a have a job at the district. Meeting. Yeah, that's why I'm not. I don't work for the district. I'm lazy, because I, because <laughs> I like. I'll come in and do the show uh, at I'm seven. Lazy too, and I work for the district. <laughs> so what can I say? I'll do the show at seven, but a meeting at seven fifteen. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. I don't know. That's that's, that's a little too much. Yeah, forget about it. Not not doing it's that. It's all good, man. It's all good. I, I just put up a sign in my office yesterday, 13 months to go. So the countdown has begun. That's right, the farewell tour. Of That's P- right, of the Petey farewell Pope. tour. Now, Petey, are you going to pull an Elton John and have your last day be at uh, Dodger Stadium? or, or are we? Uh... <laughs> no, you know what I might do? My last day might be down at the team. I may come down to the studio and just kind of hang out and take the day off and just come down to the, you know, to the team. Yeah. Consider that that invitation out there. If you, that's what you how you choose to spend your final day working for yeah. D fifty one, come on down. All right, come on down. Like I, you said, Price is right. Some thought. I'll talk it over with the, the missus. She's the boss. I'll talk it over with her. Okay. We we we. If you right. if you want that to happen, we can make that happen for you, my friend. That would be a lot of fun, man. That would be so totally awesome. Fun. Okay. Let's let's uh, tentative plan. 
as long as the missus you know gets you get the seal of approval from her, we'll we'll, we'll tend yes, to believe. You know we have to do that. You know we have to do oh, that. Absolutely, Jim, yes, we, happily married people. Yes, have to keep it that way. That's how we stay happily married is by that's doing right. that. By ask ask you if that's okay. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly. All right. Here we go. And it's cheaper to and it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> the, well, I mean, I I outkick my I, I outkick that my was coverage. Part of you did there, yeah. dude. I outkick my coverage so far that I mean, there's there there's no there's no other alternatives. I mean, there's no. I'm never going to do that's better. Right. I'm never going to do better. So. Oh, I'm, that's right. I know that's right. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you there, 100 percent, boss. Ken, on the other end, oh, she could she could do better in a heartbeat. You wouldn't even have to think about it. Me, there's no way, no way I could ever do better. All right, Sorry, so baby. so what? Uh, how did we do last week? All right, so last week, uh, Jim, you went three and three. Uh-huh. Rio went four and two. I went two and four. Petey, you went three and three. And our NBC Grand Rando last week, Sean. Uh, I believe, and I, I might be misremembering this, but I believe he said something about how he didn't know or didn't follow college football this year. He did okay? He only got the college games right. He got the all oh. of the no, NFL that's... games wrong. So, all right, so what's our overall standings now? Our overall standings, uh, Rio has jumped to a two-game lead in first place. Uh... Jim, you're two games back in second. Petey, you're in third, and I'm in fourth. Our rando is still in the caboose. So who won the okay. week? Rio won the week. <sighs> Twice in a row. Yeah. Uh, Play it for the Rio. Play it for the Rio. Uh, <laughs> Conan, uh, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. That is good. It's never as fun as when I win. That's how I've discovered it. I just It's never as fun. I don't enjoy it nearly as much playing that. Uh, by the Fair way, enough. we were scrambling to find somebody today uh, because our offices, by the way, are closed on Fridays now through the, the rest of the month. So we're here doing our thing, but the, the office is closed. I mean, some of the folks are not here today. So we had uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. He is our, air quote, NBC Grand Rando today. He already made his picks. So uh, we already have those. So here we go. It's time for our football picks on this Friday morning. Welcome to another edition of All right, here we go. So we start in the college rankings. It's conference championship week. Uh, quick mm-hmm. quick plug, we don't have this game on the picks, but we will have a game on the team, the SEC title game between LSU and Georgia uh, tomorrow at 1.30. Yeah, 1.30. So for conference championship week, we have the Pac-12 title game, number 12 Utah, number 4 USC. The Trojans, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Rio, myself. And our NBC Grand Rando Jackson are taking the Trojans. Petey, what say you? We will go with the USC Trojans. That's what's going to happen, man. They're going to do it. I like them. Their defense and their quarterback. Caleb Williams pretty solid. Yeah. Heisman question mark? Oh, he's definitely in that conversation. But you know, Cam Rising and Utah got the Trojans the last time. It's true. And I'm going to get them this time. It's going to be USC. All right, fair enough. So we're all in on USC. Next up, the Big 12 title game. And our uh, our friend and uh, college football insider, Wyatt Thompson's Kansas State Wildcats. They are what? at Texas Christian University. It's Kansas State TCU for the Big 12 title game. Uh, Rio, myself, and Jackson all taking the Horn Frogs. Petey? 
Who ever thought K-State and TCU for the yeah. Big 12 title with Texas, Oklahoma in this, in that division? Baylor. Yeah, no. It's even That's Iowa crazy. State at times. I mean, it's good decent. crazy. It's yeah. good crazy. It's good. It's good for the conference. Um, I'm going to go sentimental. I'm going to go for uh, the Marsh family, and I am going to go K-State. All right. So we're starting with this game okay, here. Okay, I haven't picked yet. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm so Come sorry. On, I'm all out. I am. <laughs> That's listen, the boss. Petey, Take I am. That's the boss, man. Petey, dude, dude is discombobulated Petey, today. I have been fighting a cold all week. I am out of it, man. I am. Okay. All right. All right. We'll give you a pass, buddy. So, right. uh, boy, it's tough. I, you know, for you know, Max Marsh, you mentioned Sean's son's on that team. Yep. White Thompson, friend. Not friend of the program, just friend of the program, friend as well. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to jump in there with you, Petey. How about some Kansas State Wildcats? Why not? Let's All go. Right, let's go, go K State Wildcats. Let's go get. Let's go get them, K State. All righty. So we're starting with this one since it's the one that's going to start the Sunday. If that makes sense. East Coast start, eleven o'clock kick, nine a.m. pregame here on the Team Sports Network. Petey, I don't even have to ask you who you're picking for this one, right? Broncos, Ravens. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. Oh, we got the, we got the purple at home. We got to bounce back from a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, I think we're going to unleash Justin Houston and the defense. Try to do our thing. Hopefully, we can score in the red zone. Now, here's the thing, Petey. So the Broncos beat the Jaguars in London, and the Jaguars yeah. beat the Ravens. So yeah, I know by. Uh, by osmosis, if you will. Yeah, yeah. The Broncos have already won this game, so I mean, you know. Uh, I don't think so, dude. Yeah, you're right. I'm just trying to. Cling not gonna. To, I'm just not trying gonna to happen. I'm just trying to cling to any sort of positivity here. By the way, okay, R- go for it. Rio, myself, and our NBC Grand Rando, uh, we're also taking the Ravens in this one. Rio picked the Ravens. He did. I, he's it. Listen, he's wow, in it to win it, man. He's, 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 he's got the lead right now. I. Okay. All right, all right. I'm going to stay out of it. Uh, by the way, we talked with uh, Josh Murr with the, the Ka podcast, covers the Ravens, and I'll have that up after 10.30 this morning if you want to check that out. that'll be great, man. Yeah, he did a okay, nice job. Yeah, I'll check that out. He did a nice job. He was really, really good. Nice. First time this season, I'm going to pick against the Broncos. Going to go with the Ravens on, on Sunday. I just think it's, it's not looking good. Not no. looking good for the Broncos. No, it's not. All right, moving on. This is an NFC East clash in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. Washington, a one-and-a-half-point road favorite, but we're all, Rio, me, and the, and uh, Jackson, we're all taking the Giants. Petey, what about you? I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, I think the Giants, just because they're at home, and I think uh, Saquon Barkley will will have his way against the Commanders. So I'm going to go with the football Giants. Commanders have been playing well. Taylor Heineke's he's done a nice job at quarterback spot. Numbers have not been eye-popping, but all he does is win. Kind of like Tim Tebow back in the day. Oh, all geez. he does is win. Oh, jeez. Only he throws mm-hmm. only Heineke throws the ball a whole lot better, a lot better than Tim Tebow. Uh, but I, I gotta go. Look, I think it'll be a, I think it'd be a good football game because I think the Commanders are better than than people are giving them credit for. Brian Robinson's done a nice job at that running back spot, but I'm gonna go Giants in this one. 
I think the commanders, by the way, should stick to their black uniforms. I know it's... I like the black, Those too. Those are sweet, I, man. Those yeah. sweet uniforms are really sweet, man. It's, it's like, I want to see Patriot Pat. They just need to... You know, I'm no New England fan. I, I could not care less about that. But I love I love the, the Patriot Pat snapping the football, oh, that yeah. look. They need to go back Yeah, that, that. Old, old school one with the red Pat yep. uh, Patriot guy in yep. there. Old school. Oh, yeah. That's nice, man. That's nice. And what they wore last night. Looks good. All right, nice. next. The Dolphins at the 49ers. Mike McDaniel returns to the place where he was the main head coach. Rio has taken the 49ers in this one. They are a home favorite at three and a half. I and Jackson are taking the Dolphins in this one. Petey, what say you? You know, man, the only reason why I'm going to take the Niners is because of that defense. I mean, uh, they, they are playing... Smash Mouth, they're playing AFC football in the NFC. And I just think the Niners are going to be able to pull that one out against the Dolphins. This is a really good matchup. This is a really good matchup. Two is playing really well. Miami's playing really well. I, I I do like that Niner defense a lot. I'm I'm sold on what they're doing defensively and the offense. Certainly, there's weapons there for Kyle Shanahan with Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Garoppolo's playing well. I got to go Niners in this one. All right, last but not least, Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, a rematch of the playoff game last year. I believe it was the AFC Championship last year. Uh, would be correct. Bengals are a, uh, or sorry, Kansas City is a two and a half point road favorite. Rio, in a surprise move, taking the Bengals. I and Jackson are taking the Chiefs in this one. Ain't nowhere in the world I'm taking the Bengals, man. They That's are right on the heels of my Ravens, and I can't stand Joe Burrow. So I'm a hater. I'm a hater. So I'm going to go with Mahomes. What's going on, Holmes? Mahomes. See, and I, Mahomes. I, I like Joe Burrow. I, I know you Because he backs it up. I mean, I'm okay if you back it up. He's but, this yeah. generation's Joe Cool. But, but, I, but, I, but I like Patrick Mahomes. My, my wife's a... She's a Patrick Mahomes fan. She's not a Chiefs fan. Let's, let's clarify here. Right. But she likes mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. She likes watching that guy play. And who doesn't like watching that guy play unless while well, your team is playing against uh, that unless... guy? Then you hate watching that guy play. I, I got to go Chiefs in this one. Though, it wouldn't shock me to see the Bengals go there and get it done. But I'm going to go Kansas City. All right. That's our picks. We're locked in. All right. Thank you so much, Petey. Enjoy the weekend. Hey. Hey, guys, thank you so much. You guys are always awesome, man. So take care. Have a great football weekend. You too, sir. All right, later. All right, take care. There we go. Our friend Petey Popey disappears in a puff of smoke. His eminence. All right, 940. We're going to talk with Rob Ames, Delta Panthers basketball coach in a moment. Let's get to... That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, we'll go to 1944. Ohio State quarterback Leslie Horvath wins the Heisman Trophy. 1947, Notre Dame quarterback Johnny Lujak wins the Heisman Trophy. 1977, veterinarian Mark Gerard is indicted in a horse-switching scandal. Cinzano, a purportedly dead four-year-old champion, cold, won a race in September 23rd at Belmont Park under the name of LeBon, a 57-1 long shot. Oops. Ooh. Also, 1993, the Houston Rockets uh, tie the NBA record for the best start to a season, improving to 15-0 with a 94-85 to win over the New York 
Knicks. And 2002, Oakland's Tim Brown and Jerry Rice take turns rewriting the NFL record book in a 26-20 win over the Jets. Brown becomes the third player with 1,000 receptions and the third with 14,000 yards receiving. Rich Gannon ties an NFL record of his ninth 300-yard passing game of the season. And on the very next play after Brown's 1,000th catch, Jerry Rice scores on a 26-yard touchdown, giving Oakland a 13-10 lead. It's Rice's record 192nd TD catch and puts him over 1,000 yards receiving for a record 14th season. And that's this day in sports history. Delta Panthers basketball coach Rob Ames will join us next on the show on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com. You're listening to the Jim Davis Show on the Team 101 FM 1340 AM Grand Junction. Get in the huddle with Delta Panthers basketball on the team. And our conversation with Delta Boys basketball coach Rob Ames brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers coach, joins us this morning. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, Jim. I'm great. How about you guys? Always good to talk with you and appreciate you coming on with us this morning. You know, it's uh, it's hectic when you're on the road playing in a tournament. You you know, hurting players is like hurting cats sometimes. And so I, 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 I being there as a player before, I, I understand how that stuff works. So and you guys have a, a lot to take care of when you're on the road. But uh, you opened up things last night with the Pagosa Springs uh, tournament. You faced Pagosa Springs last night. And uh, got off to a little bit of a slow start. 59-41, you lose that one last night. Uh, didn't see a box score or anything yet on it. So kind of fill in the blanks for us, Rob, on, on what happened with the, with the Panthers last night. Well, we, uh, we started out pretty well first quarter. Um, we, it felt like we, were, we had been practicing for a little while. And then uh, the wheels fell off the wagon there in the second quarter. And, and uh, <clears throat> Pagosa never really looked back. Um, they played well. Pagosa shot the ball really well, and we did not. It looked like a tale of two teams in the in the first game of the season for sure. But I'm happy with how hard we played, and I'm happy with where we're headed. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach. We'll talk about last season, who you have coming back in just a moment. Uh, I know that uh, today at 3.30 you got Bayfield. Uh, they opened up right. with a loss as well. What uh, What's the scouting report on, on Bayfield? I think Bayfield is a, a little bit a little bit smaller and quicker than us. Um, we're excited just to play somebody else. Um, uh, we, we watched them play Montrose a little bit last night. And, of course, you know, Coach Bowringer always has his guys ready to go. Um, so they got them. Uh, but we're, we're anxious to play again. We slept in. We got a little, <laughs> we got a little stomach flu raging. That's why Ooh. I was dealing with that this morning. So I got a couple players still in bed. But uh, we're ready to go this afternoon. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers, boys basketball coach with us. And, and last year, uh, you, know, you had an outstanding season uh, in terms of getting to the, the, the 2A postseason uh, for your basketball mm-hmm. team and uh, you know, 11 and 12 overall in the season. But uh, when you look at uh, last year, guy that uh, you had that was your leading scorer last year, back this year, big part of that Delta Panthers offensive line uh, for Ben Johnson this season, Tucker Johnson, right. averaged 12.5 points per game for you last year, Rob. And, and, and six rebounds a contest, uh, so a guy that's an outstanding football player, but also one heck of a basketball player as well. Yeah, we were laughing about that this morning, that we think he's probably the first the first offensive line that, that's ever started on a basketball team for me. Um, but he did a great job last night. He got right, by, right back in where he started. He ended up with 15 last night, shooting the ball well. You wouldn't know that uh, last Saturday he was playing in a state football championship game. But... Um, yeah, we're excited. We've got a lot of lot of kids that 
that um, we're just excited to gel together and, and start flying around and playing a little basketball. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach with us. Uh, Braden Sprout, uh, a senior this year. He averaged almost seven points per game for you last year. He returns also. Uh, another uh, good contributor last year for you was Easton Bear at over six points per game. And another one of those football guys, uh, Landon Clay, who uh, spent some time at the quarterback spot this year at uh, five points per game. He's a junior this year uh, for your basketball team. So the, the nice thing is that uh, you know you, you lost a couple of seniors uh, you know this this past season, most notably uh, Brendan Bear. But you have a lot yeah. of guys that play got a lot of minutes on the floor for you last year, Rob. That's right. That's right. And that's what we're most excited about. We were. Uh, Looking at the guys on the floor last night, the 10 guys in jerseys, nine of them um, were playing football last Saturday, um, but they're all familiar faces, and they all know how to win, um, and we're excited. And Landon is, Landon is our leader on the floor, so when he's on the floor, everything everything is better. Easton had a nice game last night also, so um, we're just excited. I'm just excited that uh, the football team had such a great year. Of course, we're disappointed that it didn't end the way we were all hoping and expecting it would. But um, it's basketball season now, and I'm just excited to be around these guys. How much does that help when it, – it, look, I guess it's a different sport, but they've had success. They know how to win. And how much has that helped when they have success in football, Rob, and trends, and how that translates over to your basketball program? Well, Jim, this is what I think it really does. First of all, Ben Johnson is such a great coach. Um, he develops that culture of hard work and winning. And so I just kind of inherit those kind of people when they come into my program. But the other part was was that we had we had two practices this week before we left to to come to Bogosa, but they just know how to compete and they know how to win and they're all very athletic. So that was why I think we started off so well is because it's just muscle memory. They're like, well, we're going to go out here and we're just going to win. We're just going to battle. Um, and then it became a contest of basketball players, and that's where the rust re- was revealed. But um, to have these kind of kids on, on my team, I'm, I'm a lucky dude. They're great, and they're winners, and they're hard workers, and they know how to win, and they want to win. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach with us. 11-12 and 12 last year, went 6-2 and two in the 3A. I think I mistakenly said 2A. 3A Western Slope League, 3A for basketball, mm-hmm. 2A for football. But uh, right. you, know, you had that, that loss last year to, to St. Mary's in the in the 3A state tournament, uh, you know, 81-59 to 59 in that one. But you know, like I said, like we were talking about, though, your, your basketball team got that chance to get into the postseason, got that right. opportunity, and, and you returned so much talent that I know you have to feel like, hey, even though it was a loss last night, that you know, all those guys coming off football, it's going to take a couple of, couple of games to, to get their feet under them a little bit, despite all that, that previous experience. And I'm sure you have some, some big expectations for this team in 2022. I do. I do. And that's the thing that I have to temper. Um, my wife luckily helps me through that because I feel like the farmer that's planted the corn and I just want to start pulling on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I know where this thing is going to go, um, but I have to be patient right now, too. So, like you said, you know, we, we lost to Pagosa last night, um, but in the long in the long run, that's going to really be okay for us just because we're back together and we're seeing what basketball competition is all about. And Pagosa's a good team. They're well-coached, and so um, I can live with it. I can live with how hard we played, and I'm just excited. It just It just makes me excited to play again today. All right, Delta Bayfield, 3.30 today at that Pagosa Springs tournament. And I want to remind folks that after you get past the, the, the first of the year, 
that uh, just like we did for, for football for Montrose and Delta, we'll have uh, the same for basketball, our Highway 50 game of the week. Uh, Larry Newland and Pat Hooley will have uh, your Montrose Red Ox basketball, and Mark Cantor will have Delta basketball over on the Monkey, which in uh, Delta is 97.1, in Montrose 93.5, and of course here in the Valley, uh, if you want to listen along, it's uh, 95.7. That'll be after the first of the year when we get into league play. But uh, always appreciate it, Rob. I uh, hope your kids get to feeling better, and, and good luck today against Bayfield. I, I appreciate you working us in at uh, you know on a, on a day where you had some some sick kids. So so thanks for coming on. <laughs> well, Jim, thank you for always uh, reaching out to us and supporting Delta Panthers. I appreciate it. I was glad to do it. Take care, Rob. Bye bye. All right, Rob Ames, coach of the Delta Panther boys. It was a great season they had last year. Oh yeah, Making that run of the three A state uh, basketball tournament. All right, nine fifty three, and. Uh, Coming up, Jim Rome, just a little bit. Don't forget, tonight we'll have Maverick Basketball. Title will have the call of Colorado Mesa and the Colorado School of Mines Ore Diggers, pregame at 5.15 and, and for the women. And real quick, it's funny you mentioned CMU. So just about an hour ago, they posted on their Instagram the official brand-new CMU Athletics mobile app. Oh. So I'm, I'm kind of messing with it right now. So far pretty and it's for like all things right so like tickets fan guide it's even oh look at that it's even got our little thing on there 1340 am 101 fm the team oh thank you dave yonke appreciate that dave that's cool that's very cool uh rob did mention montrose playing last night don't want to leave uh ryan vilringer and the red hawks out of the basketball conversation uh don't once again we don't have a box score but uh montrose getting the win last night uh, they beat Bayfield 43-35. Nice. So don't have any scores posted up as far as individuals scoring a box score on that, but uh, Montrose getting the win last night. All right. Uh, do you have something for garbage time? Do I have, we have a I quick, got quick? something, yeah. Okay, here we go. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. Okay, a couple quick ones. Uh, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are now in business together in the cannabis industry. Okay. So that's interesting. Look for that. Uh, Points Bet Sportsbook is in some hot water for a little oopsie they did with their spokesperson, Drew Brees. They filmed a, or looked like they filmed a commercial with Drew Brees that appeared to show Drew Brees getting struck by lightning. So everyone on Twitter reacted, oh, my God, is Drew Brees alive? Did Drew Brees really get struck by lightning? Well, it turns out it might have been a hoax perpetuated by points bet to promote their lightning bets feature. Someone's probably going to get sued. Now, Drew Brees has said he's fine. (laughs) We'll we'll see if uh, maybe that partnership isn't a little soured after this. Hmm. So there you go. All right. Good work. Thank you as always, Tyler. Appreciate it. Thank Good you. luck tonight calling the Maverick Games. Thank you. And we'll be back with you on Monday. Buckeye Boy will be back in. We'll have uh, Prep Stars and Mighty Mavs. That's all coming your way on Monday, 7 to 10, right here on the Team Sports Network for Cake. I'm Jim. Have a great weekend. And thanks for listening to the Team Sports Network.